everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis. And this week, college football keeps on going, and it seems like nobody can stop Alabama. So I had to bring in For the Wins, Michelle Martinelli, who writes about college football and uh, NASCAR. But today we're going to focus on, on the former Michelle. What's going on? Hey, Charles. I am so excited to be here. Same here. Uh, so on today's episode, <laughs> we're going to cover, is it boring that Alabama keeps winning, which I, I, I know you can talk about a lot. Um, who has a shot at beating the Crimson Tide? And are sports dynasties in general a bad thing? So let's just jump right into it. Are you bored by Alabama? Like what? First of all, like, like let's paint the picture, actually. Like, where's Alabama at right now? Are they in that mode where they're definitely going to win a, a national championship unless something crazy happens? I mean, the thing with college football is when you think something is definite, all of a sudden, then it's not. Um, But at this point, halfway through the season, it really looks like they are genuinely more than possibly ever before in a league of their own. Their offense is incredibly lethal and is just destroying teams this season. And so, you know, they're through seven games so far this season. They're seven and oh, and it doesn't look like and anyone's even come close to trying to beat them. And so they just they just keep on rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane to see. Uh, and this happens. It feels like every year that even if if, if Nick Saban's team isn't that good, they're still contending. But in the last few years, it just it feels like a like a, a, a an engine right that has started sort of that's at like high its highest level now where if you want to be a top elite football player you're going to play for Nick Saban and Nick Saban attracts the talent he he gets his pick of the crop it's the same way that Duke kind of does it in in basketball in its own way to me but I just I wonder with football it, it seemed like the that the uh, there was a little bit more parity around and now it just feels like Alabama's just going to keep winning for the next 10 years if it wants to under Nick Saban. Do you feel like that's that's true? I That's the thing. It's, it's going to come down to recruiting. And obviously, the more you win, the easier of an argument it is going to be to convince the truly best of the best high school players where they should go. Um, and that's when it comes down, will come down to things like chemistry and how much you like you know, maybe the the geography of the area you're you're potentially going to and stuff like that. But it certainly looks like they're set up that way right now. Um, And what we've seen from Alabama this year, even that what part of what makes it look so different is they're usually in the past have been a very run heavy team. Even the last couple of years when Jalen Hurts was their starting quarterback, he's a very mobile quarterback. And so he was running the ball a lot. And now you... Their, their passing game is just so exceptional with Heisman frontrunner Tua Tagovailoa out there. And it's just where now, now you don't even have that. You, you can't even say, oh, well, maybe um, if we stop their run game, we could win. Now you've got a, an incredible passing game to stop, too. And they just they genuinely look unbeatable. And Nick Saban has said this is probably the best offense he's ever had. And that's clearly proving to be the case so far. Yeah. It, 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 to me, like, it, the question then becomes, is it boring? Are, are you bored? Are you bored by Alabama? A little bit, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I would 
not go to say as far as, you know, it's bad for the sport because um, you have to, you can like Nick Saban, you can hate Nick Saban or Alabama as a whole, however your feelings are. You have to admire that there's a certain amount of work and intangible that goes into building up a program like this. So I can't say it's bad for the sport, but, um, you know, to a certain extent with some of these games, you know, when, when Alabama's knocking teams out by 50 points, it is kind of boring. Right. I agree. I tell, and this is the thing, like, I'm not a huge college football guy. A few years ago, maybe for the win listeners will remember, maybe you won't. Um, I adopted a college football team to see what it was like to, to beat. Cause I'm from New York city. We don't have like great football teams. Uh, so I just like, I, I adopted a football team and I actually throughout the season tried to figure out like, what is, what is a college football's uh, program's success ultimately if they're not winning a, a championship? Is it winning a bowl game? Is it winning the, the conference, you know, so on and so forth? Is it making the playoffs mm-hmm. now? And I just, with, with this, it just feels like everybody else is like, all right, you know, we'll just stay in our lane and, and do our thing. And we won't, we won't be as successful as the Alabamas, uh, Clemsons, Georgias of this world. And we'll just, uh, you know, keep on going. Like to me, that feels boring, but it also feels like these, these programs are, they're like, this is the hand they've been dealt and they're, they're just kind of rolling with it. Like, does that make sense? No, it totally does. And that's, that might be, you know, us on the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think the element here that is still kind of keeps it a little bit exciting is there is always, even when they look so dominant and you think, oh my gosh, like there's no way someone is going to come out and beat these guys. Um, they, they do still lose occasionally, you know, last yeah. year, Auburn, Auburn beat them um, late in the season. And it, in the, and it was just kind of like, it kind of shook everybody. All of a sudden, Alabama's not in the SEC championship game. And so while it's rare, it happens. And we actually even saw a little bit of that on Saturday against Mizzou. Um, Alabama was not running away with the score immediately like it had in the past. And and that's not, you know, don't get me wrong. There was about early, maybe midway through the second quarter, um, Alabama scored – uh, two touchdowns in about a minute and a half. And so all of a sudden it went from uh, a three-point game to a 10-point game, and then Alabama just ran away with it, and Mizzou didn't score for the rest of the game, and the rest is history. Um, but there, for that moment, for those like maybe 10, 20 minutes or so, you're sitting there watching thinking, okay, hey, it's only Alabama's only winning 13 to 10. Maybe we've got ourselves a ball game. And so I think that little element of you you don't know who might be the team to upset the giant um, is always interesting. That's true. That See, that is not boring. And it's funny, uh, while we're talking about the team that I adopted, it was the Chattanooga uh, football team. And, <laughs> and the Mocs um, played Alabama. And that was like my big run-up to the finale of my, my journey through, um, this is before I think you were here, Michelle, in, in 2016. Um, 
and and I, I adopted them and, and and they were they were heading in and at halftime Chattanooga was within I forgot what it was it might have been 10 points and Nick Saban was furious and I wrote about how good that <laughs> felt you know and and that's what I think we love right is we want our Titans to be taken down the question is uh first of all who has a shot as we mentioned in the intro who has a shot at beating the Crimson Tide is it just Georgia is it just going to be like inevitable that it's going to be Georgia in the end I certainly don't think so. Um, Georgia lost this weekend. Right. Uh, Georgia got rocked by LSU this weekend. And so, and that, you know, is a different story that maybe says, oh, perhaps Georgia's not as good as we all thought they were. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, so I I don't necessarily think it's Georgia. Um, In the first weekend in November, Alabama's looking at number five LSU, which is, will be the highest ranked opponent that they faced. Um, And yeah, LSU is the one that just took down Georgia. So perhaps that could be the first real test for Alabama. The thing is, they just, Alabama just looks, and whether it's on paper or in highlights or however you look at it, Alabama is just so much more efficient and genuinely powerful than everyone else. So you sit there and say, oh, well, LSU rocked Georgia last weekend. Well, that's fine. That's the same LSU team that lost to Florida two weeks ago. Like, and so you put it in that perspective and then it kind of reminds you that, yeah, maybe Alabama is just going to roll them. Um, so beyond that, I, I genuinely, I don't really see the SEC is not bad this year. It's just, I just don't see anyone in conference who's in a position to take Alabama down. I think it's going to come down to um, a playoff, a playoff game. And even then, like we saw last year when Alabama played Clemson in the semifinal, um, that, that still wasn't a close game. It wasn't a thriller. It didn't come down to the end. Um, so I think looking at it now, it's a playoff game. And depending on how those that semifinal, those two semifinal games shake up, um, it looks like Ohio State might be the best team to try and knock them off. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, and, and that's what we hope for, right? I think that's like everyone, what everyone worked for. I know that I will when I watch the college football playoffs, and I'll just be like, Whoever is going to take down that Titan, I'm, I'm in, you know, and whoever's going to take down mm-hmm. the side, like, yeah, like I'll be rooting for that all the way. And it brings me to kind of like the, the, the sort of the general question that this brings up. Are sports dynasties a bad thing? And I've asked this about a million times to various different people about the Patriots. And uh, I just asked it of um, of uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother. Um, uh, he, he I interviewed him uh, when he was in New York City and he was like, no, I mean, you know, like we, we all love and revere them. And it's true. We do. But the thing mm-hmm. is that we revere them after the fact. Like we'll look back in 20 years and be like, Bill Belichick's Patriots were the greatest, you know, and you'll do it in that like, you know, the right. NFL films voice, right? Like they're the greatest of the, <laughs> you know, the frozen tundra. Um, and I think we'll, we'll do that with Alabama. We'll say like Nick Saban's Alabama teams were unstoppable, whatever it might be. Right. But I think in the middle of them, they suck. That's that's my big take. Do you feel, what's your feeling on, on dynasties? Um, I mean, so I definitely agree with what, with what you're saying there. And like, you know, Nick Saban's not going to coach forever. Um, so at some point this era is going to come to an end, whether or not Alabama's dominance ends there is a different story. Um, but I, I think it also a little bit depends on perhaps what sport it is, because I think college sports are a lot different than, you know, the Patriots can lose a couple games throughout the season and still win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. In college football, it's a little different where if you lose one game, 
you could still be in the playoff hunt, but if you lose two, you're probably done. Um, so I think it's a little bit different. I, I again, I'm not going to say this is bad for the sport, um, but I, I just think that when it makes it all that more exciting when they do suffer that occasional loss. You know, I, I think another one you could point to is uh, UConn's UConn women basketball. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. are, they win perennially they dominate teams but when the you know every once in a while you get one team that comes in and takes them down and you love it and it's not because you necessarily don't like whatever team is dominating and controlling the narrative there but it's just exciting it's good competition and it's good to see that you know what you do have flaws and someone somewhere down the road is going to point them out and that's what people love I think that's true. And I, I also, I love, uh, I just love the idea of, of pitting these dynasties against each other in, in, in a way, right? Like, you know, is <laughs> right. Nick Saban's Alabama run better than the other, whatever it is, five or six dynasties. And also like the, to me, the greatest upset in sports history, one of them, I should say, I, I I'd have to look back historically, but the, the Michigan game where they lost, and I, I know I'm talking to a Michigan state person here, uh, <laughs> uh, so like you must like be more thrilled when they lost to Appalachian State. Like, I knew was, you were going to say that. that was the greatest. Oh my god! I remember where I I think I remember where I was in that when I was watching that highlight and I went, oh my god, what just happened? What just happened? You know, yeah. it's part of the reason why I picked Chattanooga to follow because I was like, what if they beat Alabama? And I'm rooting for the greatest upset in college football mm-hmm. history, which was definitely not happening, but it got close at certain points. So you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that's, that's the, the greatest thing about college sports in its own way is that we're setting it up for these epic upsets. Um, uh, and I'm not a huge college well, sports guy, but yeah, go ahead. And that's, that's one of the things that I think is so great about college football, because week in and week out, especially when you get to like, just about where we are now, like you're, you're past the excitement of the beginning of the season and you can't wait and you haven't quite rolled on to the rivalry games yet for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so you're in this little area where, you know, you look at say the week six or the week seven schedule and you're like, eh, there aren't that many ranked matchups. Like this, this doesn't look that interesting. And then very nearly without fail, crazy things happen in so many different games, games that you looked at on paper in advance and were like, eh, whatever, I'm not really that into it. And then you find yourself, you know, enthralled by some game Saturday afternoon because it's exciting and genuinely anything can happen. And and I know that's a cliche in sports, but at the end of the day, that is why we watch for the craziness, for the outrageous plays, the big touchdowns, the breakthrough moments, and when a giant gets taken down. You know, mm-hmm. if if that Missouri game had stayed, you know, 13 to 10 or even 20 to 10 for longer, I guarantee you that more people would tune in if, say, they hadn't been watching the game. You know, you check a halftime score and Alabama's only winning by 10 points to an unranked opponent – you're going to chime in for the second half because you want to see, hey, wait a second, we got something brewing here. Yeah, yeah, so it's not so not bad for the sport. I I, I never thought that it was bad yeah. for the sport. I just am curious if anyone feels that way, and I, I kind of doubt it. 
Uh, college football keeps rolling on. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you, you were in Alabama this weekend to cover the race in Talladega. <laughs> what was your impression of, like, for those of us, like myself, who have not been to Alabama for a game, were you, I don't know, what's, what is the environment like for, and I don't know if you got to see the, the college football side of things while you're covering NASCAR, but can you describe, like, the vibe in Alabama when it, there is a college football game or, like, in general, just, like, the fandom that's down there? I mean, what's really funny is that you're at this event for NASCAR and you figure, like, that's going to be the dominating sport in the area. And and it is. You know, most of the fans are decked out in whatever their um, NASCAR, you know, apparel is, favorite team is, all that jazz. Um, but there are so many people walking around yelling Roll Tide and it's wearing like that sports Alabama commercial. Shirt, Auburn shirts and stuff like that. And, and by no means is Talladega close to Alabama's campus. Like, I think I looked it up. It's like two hours away. Um, so it's not like you're in the same neighborhood or you're in their backyard or anything. But whether it was fans or even people in the press box who, who went to Alabama or Alabama fans, um, People are sitting sitting there still talking about college football when they're there to either watch or cover another sport, which I think is just, it's always interesting because um, I, I don't think you can say that all of the NASCAR fans that were there are from Alabama. I would certainly say a lot of them, um, if not most. But, you know, when you're when you have a dominant college team like that, and don't have other professional sports, you know, maybe you're a Falcons fan or something like that, but you don't have other professional sports in the area, um, you're going to latch on to the biggest name, the biggest sports name in the state, and that is Nick Saban. That is Alabama football all the way. So it was really, it was kind of funny listening to people, you know, end their sentences or end their conversations with Roll Tide. <laughs> really? Like, so give me give me an example, because I've seen that commercial years ago from ESPN where it's like people are greeting each other yeah, Roll Tide. Sure. They're at a funeral talking. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you after this. But if you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's a bunch of people like greeting each other Roll Tide, Roll Tide. They're at a funeral. They say Roll Tide. They're at a, you know, I don't know, something else Roll Tide. So give me an example of like what that like a conversation that you heard that ended with, or like that involved the, the phrase? Um, I, you know, not, it's, it's more things that you overhear, mm-hmm. like walking. There was one particular moment where I was walking out of the media center and someone else was walking out in front of me, but they were clearly finishing up a conversation with someone behind me. And so over my head, the guy sort of like, as he's waving goodbye or whatever, he like waves and you know, says roll tide. And I'm, thinking there like where am i oh that's right i'm in alabama (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing uh and a good way to end it uh michelle thank you for stopping by um you can get everything nascar college football other stuff that that uh, michelle does awesome stuff you can find her at m martinelli four and anything else cool you're you're working on that uh, we should look out for I'm off to Kansas this weekend for NASCAR, so check that out. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Michelle. Thanks as always for stopping by. Yeah, thank you.